Welcome to the Life Success and Legacy Podcast. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, we want to welcome everybody back to our podcast at the Life Success Legacy uh, team. We are uh, pulling in uh, Michael Crawford today for his expertise and his history with something. Um, hey, MC, how you doing hello, today? Hello, hello. I'm hello. great. How are y'all? Doing great. Mike Everett, how are you today? I'm doing swell. Swell. <laughs> and we'll just keep it at that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, you know, we've been kind of going through different questions that come up in our boot camps. And um, one of the questions that oftentimes get, gets asked is, why do you guys focus so much on changing the wind current? right? <laughs> and so let's unpack that just a little bit. If you think about the four things that IBC does, number one is it eliminates outside debt. In other words, changing the wind current on outside debt and turning, turning it into inside debt, okay? Number two is creating a system that you can finance everything in your life, whether that's groceries, vacations, new purchases, tuition, investments, retirement, whatever. That's the second thing. The third thing is Passive income, creating passive income, money that flows to you that you don't have to work for. And then the fourth is a tax-free wealth transfer. Well, that first one is where most of America lives, right? And in fact, um, what we're going to do in, in our conversation today is we're going to walk through why Nelson focused so much on changing the wind current. We're going to take that back to the book. And then we're going to actually um, talk about how we work as a team in designing strategies to change the wind current for our clients and mm. the software that we developed to help demonstrate that for our clients. And we'll talk about when is the software helpful and when is it not, okay? So we wanna kind of unpack all of that for you today in this podcast. So uh, Mike Everett, take, yes, us back, take us back to the book. I'm looking on page 17 chapter talking about the problem. And that's where Nelson talks about the wind current. Why was changing the wind current? What is the wind current headwinds, tailwinds and all <laughs> that? Why was that so important to Nelson? Well, I, I really think that it, it all has to do with the amount of interest that people pay to debtors, to creditors, to finance companies, to banks, etc. Um, when people actually look at the auto debt that they incur, the home debt that they incur, the credit card debt that they incur, and even bank loans, and once they start adding up the interest that they're paying to somebody else, the numbers get silly really, really quickly. So Nelson used on page 17 a graph that showed all the different things that we're spending money on, but he did it in a simple way and really determined that over a lifetime, uh, the normal individual is gonna spend between, I'm gonna say between 30, 25 and 35% of their after-tax dollars on interest alone. It's a great big number. That, that feels like a really huge number, especially when you take into account that we're losing probably 30 to 40% to taxes when you include income tax, sales tax, property tax. So if 30 to 40% has already gone to taxes, and yep. now you're telling us that 25 to 35% is going to 
interest yep. for average American. You had so those let's two call it, let's call together. it thirty, and so sixty percent of our income is gone. Yeah, that's huge. And then we've got to live in there somewhere. And, and so, so one of the things, and we've talked about this in the past in a, in previous podcasts, but how in the world did Nelson figure out that people were spent losing, you know, thirty four and a half percent to interest? When really my highest credit card interest, even if I'm irresponsible and have a huge huge balance and don't pay on time, might get to 22%. How does it bump up to the 30s? Well, let's just use our homes, for example. Uh, homes would be a, an awesome example. I'm going to actually personalize this just a little bit. Okay. I bought my first home in 1981. Uh, by the time 19 end of 1983 happened we had sold that home and moved again now every time you do that you push the clear button on the calculator and you push out another 30 years so you're really just starting the whole interest thing over again and again and again well Long story short, I'm in my seventh home in 45 years of marriage. Seventh home. Sounds like a personal do the, problem. Do the math. So every <laughs> time you literally go out and, and do this. But, but, but even worse than that is once people get into a house, they, and I'm, let's say we've already done this twice or three times, and then all of a sudden interest rates went to four point nothing or three point nothing. What do the what do the mortgage companies do? They tell you, hey, by the way, we're going to be able to save you $150 a month on your mortgage. And what do we do? We go out and we refinance. Mm -hmm. We spend the same three to five thousand dollars again to uh, for closing costs to make it all happen, appraisal, et cetera, et cetera. And we literally start the game all over again. So interest was a giant deal. And you know. I crack up because you just said we're going to start on page 17. Well, this is a 92 page book, and it just so happens that the problem is on page 17. So it is very, very early in Nelson's book. And there's a lot of setup in this up to that point, talking about the grocery store imagination. How do we get this thing started? Becoming your own banker, the book. So getting people to understand what the real problem is, it's almost impossible because most of our paradigms, the way we think about money is set already. So it's our job to help people think differently about their cash flow. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. so if, it's, it's good. If, if people just pull up their most recent, if they've got a car loan or a house mortgage, right? Mm, mm. If they just, if they're in the first five to 10 years of yep. their, of their uh, loan, just pull up their payments and take a look at how much is going to principal and how much is going to interest. 80 that, to 90% is interest in the so first, very quickly, in the first eight to 10 years. Very quickly, we realize that it's not hard to get to 34 and a half percent in interest nope. when you're looking at a mortgage in the first five years, 85, 86% going to interest 
on a car loan over the entire note, it's probably 20 to 22%. So it's not hard to see how Nelson figured out that people are sending 30% plus to interest. Now, the question is, because that's the first part of IEC, and a lot of people are trying to focus on number three, they're trying to build that, that, you know, their 401ks or their IRAs or whatever those are before they've addressed number one. Yep. You, you tell me anywhere that you can get 34.5% return on your money guaranteed. So that's why we focus on shifting the wind current. So, so just very quickly unpack, what, why does Nelson talk about wind current? What does that mean? Well, uh, you, you look at the, the payments that we are making. So there is a cost to all of our money. It doesn't matter if we're putting it into a retirement account. It doesn't matter if we're paying monthly loans. There is a cost to it. So one of the things that we do in the webinar, and most of the people who are listening to this, I'm going to guess 50% of them have probably done a webinar, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, But we talk about outside debt. We talk about inside debt. So if there is a cost to the money that we have, so let's just pretend we've got on the outside debt side, we have our mortgage, credit card, car loan, student loan debt. Are those payments that we must make every single month to somebody? 100%. And, And I say this in the webinar, if you're not making those monthly payments, somebody's coming to your house and knocking on your door and saying, <laughs> wait a second here, we wanna know why you're not making these payments. And if you're not gonna make the payments, we are going to repossess whatever you have purchased. Yep. It is really that simple. Mm-hmm. So those are payments that we have to make. But what if we created a system, infinite banking concept, where we could actually rapidly eliminate those outside debts and move them over to the other side of the scale. We're going to call it inside debt. So if you had to make these payments over here and you got rid of the debt pretty quickly by utilizing some asset you had in place, do you think you ought to make those payments to yourself? Well, that's what we teach. And then if you're doing this right, if you're paying somebody else, I'm going to use some numbers here, three, five, eight percent on those loans. What percentage do you think you ought to pay yourself? Three, five, eight, maybe 10 percent. So the more you put in your system, the bigger it gets and the more access you have to dollars that you have Paid yourself. Mike, I remember no. back. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I apologize. I was thinking of something early on that Mike always used to say back when I first started learning about infinite banking was, you know, if you think about all the dollars you're sending out the door, if you could just take half of those dollars and start paying yourself half of it. So whatever those numbers are, if you add them all up, if you just took half of it and started paying yourself that amount, is there any other investment and in, is there any other process that you could do that would create as much cash flow as just taking what you're already spending and sending half of it to yourself every month that you get to reuse that you get to reuse. I was just going there. I was going. So if all of a sudden you're making payments to somebody else, do you ever get to use those dollars again? Mm -mm. Never. But if you've created a system to where you could actually 
make those same payments to yourself, park them somewhere for just a minute, and then you have access to them income tax-free. How big of dollars do you want going into that thing? As much okay. as you can. Okay, now, now, back in 2010, 2011, Mike, when you were teaching me all this stuff and you're dancing around my, my dining room, you know, <laughs> and getting all excited and starting to sweat and stuff, right? It's all theoretical, right? Yeah, it is. And there's some minds that have to see it in numerical format to help them make that shift. <clears throat> so when you were working with me, I remember you were putting together spreadsheets and I'm going to oh, help us transition here to our software <laughs> and why we use that, right? <laughs> you were using spreadsheets, um, Excel oh. spreadsheets to try and help those people who needed to see it concretely. Talk about what that was like. Well, I remember my very first spreadsheet and Crawford, Crawford laughs about this every time I talk about it, but <laughs> my first spreadsheet that I did, and the reason why I needed to do a spreadsheet is for the very reason you just said, this guy came to me and he says, Hey, by the way, I've got two car loans. I got a bank loan. I got a business mm -hmm. loan and I've still got student loans out there. I need to figure out how to get rid of all this stuff. And he says, do you do Excel spreadsheets? And I go, huh? Dude, I don't even know how to spell Excel spreadsheet. There's an X and, and an L. Yeah, I know. So, Medium, large, XL. <laughs> so I literally started in on this whole uh, fiasco. And uh, man, I'm going to tell you, I didn't know what uh, formulas were. I didn't know what, and I didn't know what anything. All I knew was there were cells on this spreadsheet. And I just literally would take line by line, I'd take my calculator and I'd go, oh, by the way, let's see, 2000 minus 1000. That's a thousand. And I would literally just <laughs> plug all these things in. And it took me 22 hours to do my first seven year spreadsheet, 22, 22 hours. hours. And I'm going to tell you what, I remember when I came to your house, I had finally learned what formulas were. Uh, because my first spreadsheet was in 2007. In fact, I remember my very first, well, this would have been my third or fourth think tank that I had gone to. I got to present my very first Excel spreadsheet and everybody was blown away. It was just like, you got to be kidding me. It can't work this way. So keep in mind, there were about 150 agents at this at this uh, think tank that we did. And this was the very first spreadsheet that was ever created with IBC. And it was just like, this is unbelievable. I put it in a, uh, I put it into a PowerPoint and all kinds of guys says, hey, I'll pay you for this. I wanna show this to my clients. Well- Mike, Mike isn't it fair to say that most, most agents, especially early on, when they were thinking about IBC, they were looking at the illustration for the policy. That's all they That's cared it. about, right? They were saying, this is the cash you have. This is the cash you can use. And then it grows by this much when you pay these premiums. And, you know, we're going to show you with theoretical, like Chris was saying, concepts that you're just going to go pay off these debts and it's all going to work out in your favor. That's literally what we did. Nobody <clears throat> had any idea that mm -hmm. you could actually show somebody a step-by-step -step plan. And that's how... That's exactly how uh, spreadsheets all came about. Yep. Um, but then all of a sudden, you know, I went from 22 hours down to about an hour or two to create a six or seven or eight year spreadsheet. And I thought, 
there's got to be a better way. And lo and behold, um, the IBC software system was created. And yeah. I'm going to tell you what, it flipped our lives upside down. Mm -hmm. Because now all of a sudden, instead of me going, and I'm going to go back to the time that you and I were working together early on, it would take me somewhere between an hour or two to redo it because you said, well, wait a second here. I don't want to pay the cars off first. <laughs> yep. I'd like to pay. I'd like to pay the student loans off first or whatever. Mm -hmm. So if you made one change in there, it was an hour or two to completely recalculate and redo all those cells in order to see a bottom line. Yep. So, so then inspiring hope and freedom came about. Yeah, let's, in, let's insert software. Uh, Mike Crawford into the picture. Yeah. And, and Crawford is um, kind of your unique abilities is problem solving and making things efficient. Mm -hmm. And so when you started seeing what was happening, your brain started working on it. So just kind of fill people in on, on mm. what was going on there. Yeah, you know, long and short is that I had come from a lot of different backgrounds, but my most recent background before I joined the LSL team was working with um, a group of software developers. And so I had seen the power of software and what it could do um, in a multitude of different arenas. Um, and when, when we all started working together and trying to create efficiencies within our own team, we found out that what we'd been trying to do was just not working. It was not functioning. Um, as efficiently as we'd all hoped. Um, and so in essence, a buddy of ours, um, Casey Morford, um, who's a brilliant engineer um, and also an IBC client, he had kind of wanted to build the software for us so that he could use it for himself selfishly. And 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 I say that like, <laughs> you know, he he is he's all in with IBC. And so he loves this ability that he's had to kind of help us as a team um, build this software so he the engineer me the bridge between the team and sort of like the ability to communicate between both uh, like both areas you know the engineer side and the ibc coaching you're, you're side. the translator yeah i had to be the translator <laughs> <laughs> and, and i'm fortunate that i know how to speak casey's language because i've worked mm -hmm. with them for a long time but also i knew how to speak to a smaller degree at that moment because it's been several years now but to a smaller degree the ibc side so we were able to create our software. And when we first built it, I think we sort of internally thought, mm, this is just something we are going to use. Um, yeah. And then we went to another think tank. And of course, Mike is all excited about it. And we're still in beta. Um, and for those of you who don't know what beta is, it's not ready. <laughs> and he's out there showing everybody. That, hey, that's never works. stopped Mike Everett from bringing right? something out. <laughs> Ready, yeah, we're fire, aim. We're sitting in the lobby with about seven agents huddled around a 14-inch MacBook. And Mike is like, he's like, and if you do this, it can do this. And, you know, he's walking them through. And I'm pretty sure I saw steam roll out of the ears of a few different agents. But um, we basically ended up deciding that we were going to create an abil our, the ability to, um, I guess, sell. But in, in essence, just allow other agents to access our software so that they had the same tools to help clients. Because as we talk about a lot, and you've heard us say this before in past podcasts, is that 
the IBC community is small when it comes to the coaches and the mm -hmm. people who are trying to stay pure to Nelson's teachings are maybe even smaller. And so yeah. we wanted to create an ability for other agents who had those dreams and desires to help their clients in the way Nelson taught access to a tool that would save them not only time, but provide their clients a better um, path forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, there are times when the software is very, very helpful. We, we mm -hmm. always meet on Mondays, at least, at least on Mondays, sometimes in addition to that, but we always meet on Mondays. And as a team, we are designing strategies for our clients, either new folks who are just learning about it. And we want to show them what's possible, or we're updating for existing clients that have had some changes and things, and they want to you know, reshuffle the deck. Crawford, you're always really good about saying the software is not going to help in this situation. Sure. And then sometimes it's very powerful and, and beneficial. Unpack for, for our listeners, when are the times when it is beneficial and when sure. are the times when it's not? Well, the, the times when the software is beneficial is, uh, strangely enough, the when a client has more debt. I know that sounds weird, but... <laughs> There is a lot of opportunity whenever we see we see a lot of little, uh, I'll just throw out some examples, maybe some overpayments that they're sending to credit cards. When there's lots of little credit cards, you know, maybe store cards or, um, you know, they had to get that gap card or whatever it is, you know, like mm -hmm. um, when we see small student loans that are still broken out that aren't necessarily all um, um, consolidated into one, uh, you know, family loans, you know, whatever it is, like, I'm not saying we want people to come to us with hordes of debt, but when people have lots of little debts, we can start turning wind current quickly um, on the front end. And that's where the software is super helpful is we can show folks a better way to utilize the dollars they're already sending out the door. The times that maybe the software is less helpful is whenever people are already a little financially savvy. Maybe they came from another teaching method or maybe they are just a strict um, um, budgeted family and they live um, within their means already and um, th they just don't have any debt because they don't like debt, right? Mm -hmm. And so in many ways at that time, we have a client who may have just a mortgage or maybe a large um, business loan or you know something that is going to be harder to just chomp down all at once. And mm -hmm. I, I joke a little bit that the software is sort of like a number muncher. And mm -hmm. the, the, the more numbers it has to munch, the faster it can work for the client where there's less numbers to munch or the number to munch is bigger, it takes time. And so the, it's a little less sexy, if you will, than if um, if the client has a few more debts to, to tackle. <laughs> yeah, well now, said. Just to be clear, you're not saying IBC doesn't apply for people like that. You're Correct. just saying the software as a tool mm -hmm. is not as beneficial for people who maybe just have a mortgage and no other debt. We're not really, so what we're showing is yeah. that number one thing of turning the wind current probably isn't applying to them as much. They're exactly. instead, they're building a banking system for investments, new purchases, other things. Yes, exactly. And exactly. I think like, furthermore, it's not so much that the software wouldn't work, we can put the numbers in and it will still show paying down the mortgage or knocking down that business loan or whatever that other debt might be. But it's less exciting from a numbers perspective. And you yeah. know, me being the numbers guy, I kind of like to see, um, I like to see mm -hmm. the numbers get real exciting. Yeah, <laughs> excitement. But 
<laughs> so uh, in our boot camps, um, for, for our listeners, if any, if, if for those who have joined us for a boot camp, and we actually have one coming up here, I don't know if this will be released before our next boot camp, but on July 30th, we've got a boot camp, a virtual boot camp, and those can be um, registered on our website at lifesuccesslegacy.com. Um, but during the boot camp, we actually walk through example, an example of using the software. Yep. We actually show it, we share our screen, and we show walking through an example. Now, many of our listeners, Crawford tells me, are um, audio listeners. Not everybody uh, listens to this or watches it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And so we, we're not going to do a lot of, uh, we're not going to share a screen or anything. Crawford may add in some stuff later on. Yep. But, um, but do you want to just... Um, verbally yeah. talk through kind of an example? Yeah, absolutely. We use um, a John Doe example um, during the boot camp. And the long and short of how the software works is when we show the whole example in the boot camp, we're, so, we're sort of kind of um, lifting the curtain, you know, a little bit to show our mm -hmm. process. Um, how the sausage gets made. Yeah, how the sausage gets made, you know, yeah. sort of inside baseball talk or whatever, mm -hmm. as they say. But in essence, like the idea behind the software, even if you can't see a ton of visuals right now, and I will add some images from the software um, into the show notes for those who are listening. So you can at least kind of get an idea of what we're talking about here. But the long and short is when we're looking at the software from an agent perspective, and we're trying to help a client is at this point, they have received what we call the intake request form, and they've filled out all of their information, their assets, their debts, um, existing life insurance, their dependents, whatever it is, they filled out this simple form and submitted it to us to review. When we review it, we're looking for things like overpayments because we are all taught to overpay on things like credit cards or um, mortgages or um, you know car loans, whatever it is, right? Um, and so we're looking for those dollars because again, those are dollars that we can potentially recapture in a way to um, turn that wind current even faster on a monthly basis. We're also looking for things that are potential large assets or windfalls that the client may have in order to actually kickstart the, the process. Chris, you call them activators. Um, yeah. And we're looking for an activator to get the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. um, when we get to the actual design, what we're doing is we're sort of strategically, Mike mentioned this earlier and I kind of chuckled because when we built this into the software, I thought of him immediately. He said that if somebody called him and said, you know, I don't want to pay these cars off first. I want to move these down and these up. It would take him an hour-ish to rearrange it. Our software actually has a drag and drop feature for agents where we can literally just move those debts into an order and instantaneously the math is updated on the screen for us. And so I always think mm. about that whenever we do it. But we look at creating what we call the debt sequence. The long and short of the debt sequence is, is how fast can we pay off the debt with the monies we have available from the, the, um, the activators? <clears throat> and how quickly will it turn a dollar amount when we pay it off to, um, to filter back into the system for the client? Uh, we look at also policy design. So we have to calculate you know, how big or small the policies need to be for the client and their dependents or whomever it is that we're insuring. And we work through all of this stuff to get to what we call the strategy. Now, if you're if you're listening to this and you look at the, the the images that I'll post after this, the strategy looks like just a whole bunch of numbers on a page. But in essence, what it is is it's an eight-year process that we try to put together, knowing that it's probably going to get screwed up in the first six to eight months because we are human <laughs> and life happens. But what we're looking at is creating a process for them to 
pay off these debts and move the money back into their system on a monthly basis. And then at the end of that policy year, we're going to borrow that money, pay the premium, move forward on paying additional debts down. And the idea behind all of that is just creating the most efficient way to do that so that the client at the end is debt-free as soon as possible to the outside world. Now, they may still have that, Mike calls it inside debt, we all call it inside debt, but we, we want to get to the outside debt being zero or as close to zero as humanly possible. And most of our clients, um, correct me if I'm wrong, are probably outside debt-free within three to 10 years. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So and, go ahead. Yeah, no, no. So in essence, like that's the power we want to show because a lot of clients, including myself, when I first came to the table with Mike and Chris was there was no hope. We didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And this software, in our in my perspective, what I believe helps most more than just the numbers is that gives the little bit of hope. Mike, I want to, Mike Everett, I want to pull you back in here for just a second. Um, because sometimes people freak out. They're like, debt is debt, right? Whether right. it's outside debt or it's inside debt, debt is debt. And we have a lot of folks who it is very difficult for them to shift their thinking and actually embrace having inside debt. And the way we talk about it is if we were to take your brain out of your skull and put in a banker's brain, think like a banker. Are bankers good with having loans out? They are. As long as they're performing loans, meaning somebody's paying on them. Well, That's right. it's your debt. So you're going to pay on it. Right. Hopefully. Right. Yeah. What, what I want you to answer, because you're so good at this with explaining the numbers is, OK, let's say it takes six years to move outside debt into inside debt. And now they've got a sizable loan against their policy. What's amazing, and we can show this with the software, is how quickly that inside debt, debt now disappears. Can you talk about for our listeners, why does that inside debt get eliminated so quickly? Well, so what people don't realize is the interest that they're, that they're incurring to outside debt is just such a massive number. They're just continuing to grow their debt. So we got taught to pay off the debt and then we get back in. We pay off the debt, we get back in and we do this uh, up and down thing our entire life. It was it was real for me up until age 50. And really, I was looking at all the different things. And and Mike Crawford just talked about, you know, the overpayments of credit cards and car loans and mortgages and this and that. What we didn't even hit on here is where are they storing their IRA money? Where are they storing their mutual fund money? Where are they putting their stock money, their 401k? So when people start to actually uh, Chris, you call it a scavenger hunt. That I was just going to say, we go on a scavenger hunt. We're looking when for people, money that uh, is either sitting or flowing out of their control. My, if yeah. I have money sitting in the bank checking account, savings account, that money is out of my control. Yep. If I am contributing money to the stock market, that money is out of my control. I don't like that because I'm a control freak, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, want, well, so, I want control you know, of the what money. What we've got is we've got these people that are and, and Crawford just alluded to it, three to 10 years, we can get somebody out of debt. So what are those normal monthly payments that they're sending out the door? And I'm gonna give you a, a range. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be somewhere between two and $4,000 a month. Mm -hmm. So let's land on three, $3,000 a month, just for a round number. So we've moved, uh, and 
I'm, I'm going to do this with my little calculator right here while we're talking about it. We've moved a $180,000 mortgage off the books. We've moved, and, and I'm keeping these numbers low, a $25,000 car loan. We've gotten rid of, and I'm going to go low on this, $30,000 worth of credit card debt. I'm telling you, we have people coming mm -hmm. to us with $60,000, $70,000 worth of credit card debt. So that right there is $235,000 worth of debt, mm -hmm. just like that. Now, let's just say that this is outside debt right now and we get rid of this. And I'm going to tell you, that's a small number with some of the people that we work with. But just for fun, what we're going to do is we're only going to take the payments that they're making to somebody else. In the midst of all of that, what we've done is we've grown this money inside our system. We've utilized some of it. So we more than likely out of this $235,000 worth of debt, the, the loan that we would have against the policy would be somewhere in the neighborhood of $150,000 because of the way things have worked. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to take this $150,000 and I'm going to divide it by the minimal number of $3,000. It takes us 50 months, 50 months, folks, to pay that stuff off. Now, if you're a numbers person, that's four years and 1.6 months. Let's call it four, four years and two months. <clears throat> I would do this all day long. And so yeah. because of the way we've gotten taught, and I'm going to go off the rails here, I can feel it already. We've been taught to put our money into 401ks, IRAs, mutual funds, and then our, our CPAs are actually telling us to go ahead and incur this debt, unfortunately, for business people, because you're going to get the tax write-off. Mm -hmm. But yet, let's look at the 401k, IRAs, and mutual funds. We're going to get what? Let's go high, 10% before taxes. And fees. So you take off your 30%, you're making 7%, but yet you're paying 30% for interest. Yep. So if there was a way that we could show you how to get that 30% in your own system with our software, when do you want that to stop? Never. Nope. And I'm just talking about six to eight to nine years to get mm -hmm. this thing up and going. And I'm going, how fast is six, nine, 10 years going our lives? Mm. It is just like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I go back to Nelson's very first principle. Yeah. Think long-term. Well, and, and Mike, I'll give a quick example. Um, we have some clients who have come back to the table after I won't say screwing up their plan, but again, we all screw it up, but they've, <laughs> they've not necessarily followed the plan that we designed. And they were convinced that there was nothing that could be done. Like they kind of thought at this point, I just as well throw in the towel and, you know, go back to investing the old fashioned way or, yep. you know, using my money the old fashioned way. And in a matter of less than a couple of hours, we, through conversations with them, we were able to show them that not only have they not gone off the rails so bad that they can't survive but that in three years from today let's say um they will not only be debt free but they will also have their inside debt paid off mm -hmm. just by getting back on track 
and, so and Michael, it shows so much power. How powerful was the software? Huge. In being able to show them with Ab numbers. Massive. Because that was, I think, the biggest fear is that they saw their numbers written on their little spreadsheet of all the debts and all the money that was going out yeah. the door. And without any change in their cash flow, literally, we weren't asking them for another dollar out of pocket. Just shift what you're sending out the door to yourself. Mm. That mm -hmm. shift right there, when my wife, when Mary figured that part out in year three for us, you want to talk about an aha moment. I mean, there isn't a single month that she doesn't send every dollar that's available back to our policies now. <laughs> I don't even know what it is half the time. It could be, you know, it could be a thousand more than we expected it just because of, you know, whatever life expectant, you know, things happen. But when that, when that switch flips in most people's brain, that the dollars that you have in your hand are more powerful running it through your system, it is. <laughs> it's magic. It's gangbusters, man. It, I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. It is. Hey, you know, sometimes we have um, <clears throat> other IBC coaches out there listening, um, and we've talked about the software. Michael, uh, mm -hmm. you talked about how there are other coaches that, yeah. that utilize that. So if there's an eight, if there's a coach out there listening now and they'd like to find out more about what, how do they do that? Yeah, they can reach out to me. Um, it's just Mike dot Crawford at lifesuccesslegacy.com. Um, you can find it on the website. You can reach out through our website, um, you know, lifesuccesslegacy.com. And um, all that stuff gets filtered through our team, but it would get back to me one way or another. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we have clients um, all over the country and we are very close to launching clients up in Canada. And so we've been kind of working on getting the software to fit within the mold of um, Canadian laws, um, insurance, mm -hmm. et cetera. And we are very close. It's in the beta phase right now for testing. Good. So it's ready mm -hmm. for Mike, Mike Everett to start sharing it with people if it's in yeah. the beta phase. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's good stuff. Thing. You guys, great conversation about, again, Nelson's teaching the problem, the shifting the wind current from a headwind to a tailwind and why that's so important. And then actually, I always tell people, if changing the wind current is your goal, if we do the dream conversation, they have debt that they want to eliminate, um, and we can demonstrate for them with the software. I tell them it's not going to be an emotional decision. It's not going to be a, gosh, I hope this works. You just have to look at the numbers that we show you with the yeah. software, and yep. it makes it a very clear, easy decision. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you guys want to, uh, as we wrap up here, anything, any last comments you want to make about the problem, the wind current or the software? I would just say that if there are listeners out there who have not gone through our process that, um, that we take our clients through that, you know, feel free to reach out to us because I think one of the most powerful things about our team's process is a, it doesn't cost you a dime and B, right. we are more than happy to show you with your own numbers, what's possible. And, you know, Mike always says this, you know, at the end of the day, you're either going to jump on board or you're not going to jump on board. And either way, we're going to walk away friends. It doesn't matter to us. We yeah. don't have an emotional attachment, as you said, Chris, to their money. It is their money. We just want to show them what's possible. Yeah, absolutely. I have one last thing to offer. <clears throat> there is someone who's listening who is discouraged. Mm -hmm. they're, they're at a point in their life where they're going... I know this is exciting, but this won't work for me. Yeah. 
Um, you may be embarrassed about your debt load. I'm telling you, we are a compassionate, caring, giving group of folks. We care about everybody. I don't care what kind of money you make. I don't care what yeah. kind of debt you're in. Um, we take this so seriously, but yet we do have fun mm -hmm. along the way. And we want to encourage anybody and everybody, regardless of where you are in your financial journey, yeah. to reach out because you would be amazed. Life is full of victories and defeats, victories and defeats. We want the victories to outweigh the defeats. And I'm going to tell you, if you've got a, a, a bucket load of debt, we've got to start somewhere. You didn't get there overnight. We can't get you out of there overnight. But what we can do is show you where you can be one year, two years, five yeah. years, eight years down the road. And I'm going to tell you, I can't tell you how many clients have walked away with tears because of what we show them. Whew. Yeah. It's serious, folks. We care. We want you to know about it. And the software just happens to be a tool. Yep. And uh, we want to we want to share it with everybody we can. All right. I'm done. All right. <laughs> I, I'm reminded of uh, a client that we've had for years now. And when she started with us, she was in her 60s and she had 12 credit card balances and a car loan. And she had grand a grand grandchildren yeah. um and wanted to be able to at least scale back her work she's a nurse and um she was working a lot of hours but she wanted to spend more time with the grandkids but she thought i'm never going to be able to scale back my work much less ever retire right well when you think about the amount of money that was going out the window in her headwind she was facing mm -hmm. on all yeah. those credit card debts yeah we were able to turn that outside debt into inside debt in a matter of within 3 years mm. she's now retired fully she is now working with uh, or getting to spend time with her grandchildren yeah. having a great time mm -hmm. you know that is stories like that are super rewarding for us yeah. to be able to yeah. come alongside and help people do that. Yep. So, all right, gang. Uh, <clears throat> thanks, Mike Crawford, Mike Everett. Um, great discussion um, for our listeners. Uh, check us out at lifesuccesslegacy.com. We've got books on there. Uh, if you're, uh, if you're listening, uh, give us a thumbs up, um, download, um, make a comment. If you've got a topic that you would like to hear us discuss, shoot it to us. Uh, let us know. Uh, Crawford keeps an eye on that stuff, and we will bring it up onto our uh, onto our uh, agenda for discussing in podcasts. So, thanks, guys, for joining us, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode of the Life Success Legacy Podcast.